Welcome to Row 2 Play Podcast. I am your game master, Kent Blue. We are an actual play podcast where I play tabletop role-playing games with my friends from all over the world. So if you're ready, grab a player sheet, grab some dice, and let's roll to play. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Row to Play Podcast, and my name is Eli Blue. And this week we are playing Row for Shoes. All right, Eli, thank you very much, buddy. You're welcome. All right, as Eli said, this week we're playing Roll for Shoes. It is a just minimal, minimal rules light system. It was originally posted on a forum by, by a user name of D Weird. Uh, it's really just seven bullet points of this game, which I cover in full on the episode. It's really cool. My guest this week, it was a one-on-one game with Kristen Devine of Dice Up Games. It was a ton of fun. But this is our first official game, uh, our first new game released over on the Fanoff Network. Fanoff is my new home. Uh, it's great. I've been listening to Fanoff shows for a long time, like Hideous Energy and Eerie International and Generation Animation. Uh, they have their flagship show, which is RBR Weekly Wrestling Talk. It's all very cool. Uh, you can go to fanoffmedia.com uh, to take you there, or you can go to roadplay pod- or you can go to which will shoot you right over to my page on Fanoff. Thank you so much, Fanoff, for for bringing me on the network. Uh, it, it's a great honor of mine. I love Fanoff, and I'm glad to have a home there. So yeah, uh, not much else to say. Definitely, you want to head on over to DiceUpGames.com to see everything that's going on with Kristen Devine and Tim Devine's games, their hacks. Uh, they have the new North Sea epilogues that's coming out from Garfield Games. going to be hitting Kickstarter in just a few short months. We'll have more information on that as it gets closer and uh, maybe even a playthrough of it. We'll see. But with all that said, we're going to get on out of here, get to the game. It's Row for Shoes with Kristen Devine of Dice Up Games. All right, and this week we are playing uh, a row to see if I have shoes on, or the the title that I prefer to call it, Row for Shoes. Not that I made up that title. That's generally what the game's known about. Row for Shoes. <laughs> oh, me. Let's do that over again. I liked it. <laughs> All right, I won't do it over again. All right, and this week I've got Kristen Devine of Dice Up Games coming on to play this game. We're going to just do a heads-up game of Rover Shoes, one GM, one player. Kristen, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to play this game. This is my first time. Yeah, me too. My first time running it. I've listened to many, many actual plays of it, uh, and it just seems right my speed. Yeah, I think there's only like seven rules, so pretty rules light seems easy and fun. It is so rules light. I'm just going to read all of the rules right now, and then we're going to jump right into the game. Perfect. So, roll for shoes. The mini system goes like this. Say what you want and roll a number of D6s. If the sum of your roll is higher than the opposing roll, either another player or the GM, in this instance, just the, the DM, uh, the thing you want it to happen happens. And we're going to tweak that a little bit and just uh, whoever has the highest die roll. We're not going to sum up our die. We're just whoever has, you know, out of all the die you roll, whoever ends up with the high one will be the winner. And ties are going to go to the player. Cool. Uh, the number of D6s you roll is determined by the level of skill you have. At the start, you only have one skill, do anything level one. And I'm going to mimic that. I'm going to have a skill is stop the player level one. <laughs> uh, oh back, back to the roll if you roll all sixes on your roll you can get a new skill one level higher than the one you used for the action the skill must be a subset of what happened to you in the action so athletics if you're trying to scale a wall or teeth of biting if you're eating a cake I want to be eating a cake yeah I know right <laughs> uh, for every roll you fail you get one XP XP can be used to change a die into a six for advancement purposes, not for success purposes. And that's all of the rules of roll for shoes. Yeah, easy peasy. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. <laughs> okay, so I will lay out our setting and then we will meet your your character, Kristen. Okay. 
So our setting is Perfection, Nevada. Maybe you've heard of it. Uh, it's a small, small, small town. I mean, we're talking like a population of like 30 people out in, Nevada, out in the desert of Nevada. Uh, just normal little town, except for the fact that it is um, has graboids that that frequent the area uh graboids from you know the movie the movie franchise tremors we're playing that essentially we are there in perfection nevada uh a town that these days in 2018 has actually been uh kind of secured by the government uh because there is a an albino a rare albino graboid that is docile. It doesn't really. It, it doesn't attack anybody. It has a kind of a friendly relationship with Burt Gummer, uh, and so it's on good terms with the town. The government has come in to protect this super rare creature. They have installed this underground protective system that would keep any other graboids out, but also serve as a way to keep uh, El Blanco, as the graboid has been affectionately called by the townsfolk, keep it in and protect it against the outside elements. Uh, but recently, Burt Gummer decided to start up his own reality TV show of going around the world. Uh, and, I mean, just kind of a nature show where he, he, he tries to find unusual creatures in unusual places. So when Burt left, El Blanco became slowly started to become more aggressive. There's some sort of link between those two that, that kept the creature calm. But now it's starting to get aggressive. Uh and maybe there's some other problems looming on the horizon. So that's our setting. Pretty much Tremors. We're just injecting ourselves right into the Tremors canon. And everything I just said is actual canon from the movies. So, <laughs> so let's meet your character, Kristen. Yeah, so my character's name is Lori. Uh, Lori actually grew up in perfection, but she moved away Um before all of this really started. Um, and she ha was a friend of Bert's before she left. And now that he's going out to get his 15 minutes of fame and be on reality TV, he has asked her to come back to the town and watch over um, El Blanco, who I think Lori might assume is his pet. Yeah. And not actually know it's a graboid. <laughs> that that sounds perfect. <laughs> so, uh, anything else we need to know about Lori? Um, Lori, I'm going to say Lori is uh, late 40s, early 50s. Um, kind of tough, you know, um, not fragile at all, even though she's, I guess, what you'd call middle age. Um, and she is a little bit of a wild card, I'm going to say, too. Okay, so we will start uh, with Lori driving into perfection, the long desert highway that leads... Well, actually, it really just kind of drives past perfection. you got to get off on... It's not even a road. It's just... Uh, you just see tire tracks. So <laughs> she is coming in, driving just along, uh, looking for the tire tracks. So so what, what, what... Well, one, what type of vehicle is Lori driving in? What type of tunes is she listening to? She is in a uh, pretty old, beat-up green pickup truck with the windows rolled down, even with all the, the dust. doesn't doesn't bother her. She's used to it. And um, she's listening to probably the local country station, which I'm going to say is one of only two or three stations that you can even pick up in perfection. Yeah, definitely, and even even the connection is quite spotty uh, out here in the in the, in the desert. So the so whatever song she listens to, kind of it has a nice backing track of static behind it. <laughs> yes, definitely. Right. So it, so as Lori is driving along, uh, she, the truck begins to shake, um, and it is an older truck. Maybe she thinks it, it at first. It's just you know it's doing what older trucks does. It's, it's getting something out of its system before it before it continues on down the road, or maybe it's on its last legs. But as she's... Oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, she, um, yeah, as she's driving, she just kind of bangs on the on the dashboard a little bit to see if she can get the rattling to stop, because it's you know definitely something this truck does to her from time to time. 
Yeah, and as she's banging on it, the, it really the the shaking intensifies, and and it, you know it's kind of almost earthquake proportions. And it's just as she sees the sign for perfection, Nevada, that a mound of dirt just erupts in front of her. Just dust blows up onto onto the windshield of her truck, uh, blinding her. She can't see out, and the shaking just kind of comes to a stop. And she hears kind of this this roar, just just bell, bellow out. Oh yeah. She stops the truck with all the dust swirling around and immediately reaches back behind the seat and, and uh, grabs a shotgun and gets out of the car to see what the heck is happening. Yeah. And what the heck is happening is this, this giant worm like creature has erupted up out of the ground and it's maw is wide open. And these little, like snake-like creatures that look like it's probably his tongue have come out and are grabbing onto the the truck, the tire, the the tires of the truck. And just as she steps out, one of the tire, the teeth of the little little snake-type creature tear into the truck and pop the tire, and it begins to sink. And it starts to actually pull the truck in. Yeah, Lori grabs the top of her baseball cap and starts screaming, and then she's gonna. Uh, after just a couple of seconds of that, she's going to um, take a shot at it. All right. So that sounds like we're going to have our first row. You're going to roll <laughs> one die for your level one, do do anything. And I'm going to roll my one die for my level one of stop the player. I like the first thing I'm doing in this game is shooting something. <laughs> <laughs> shooting something big. Four. All right. I got a one. So that is a success for you. Awesome. So I think Lori just um, the the gun's already loaded. So she just she just takes a shot. She's kind of shaking a little bit, so it or a lot rather. So it it hits the graboid, but it's so big, it's not really going to do much except maybe turn its attention to her. But I can't see it doing any real damage. Oh yeah, yeah. So you definitely see 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 the the shot, the buckshot, and, and uh, hit hit it. And yeah, it does exactly that. The graboid's tension, it turns. The little snake thing come come back and you know release your truck and come back into its mouth, and it kind of starts to lurch up onto the ground. It does, and it opens its maw again. You see, you have a nice good shot of it now. You can see down its down its nasty gullet, just the teeth and Ugh. everything, uh, as it turns its attention to you. And those two little snake things uh, just come straight back out and start start grabbing at Lori's feet. Yeah, Lori's going to. Uh, I'm going to throw my gun. <laughs> uh, I'm going to throw my gun and run. <laughs> All right. So that's uh, again. That sounds like your level one skill of do anything. Okay. And I have one goal, and that's to stop the player. Oh, I dropped a die. <laughs> oh, four again. Oh, I got a six. So mark yourself ah. an XP for failing. Okay. All right, so so yeah, Lori takes off to run, uh, and she gets turned around. The gun she throws, you threw it at the at the creature. Yeah, I think she was uh, trying to throw it because it, you know it opened its mouth really big, and it was obviously terrifying. So I think she was trying to throw it kind of in the creature's mouth at more of a distraction, so she could just run and get away. Now she knows the gun isn't going to do enough damage. Yeah, so she throws the gun, and as she's turning, she sees one of the two snake creatures that's coming out of this this thing's mouth, reaches up and intercepts the gun, grabs it, and pulls it in, and it just the gun just bends in half as it's pulled into this thing's maw, and the second snake creature just kind of swings out and sweeps Lori's legs out from underneath her. Oh man, yeah, Lori falls on uh, right on her her butt first and then on her back and she immediately tries to to scramble away like we see so many people do in horror movies she just tries to kind of scoot away on the ground while kicking her feet all right yeah let's let's row for that and see if she can she can get her heels dug into the dirt real well and push herself back away away from this thing that's coming to to try to wrap around her leg or Lori dies and this is your shortest episode <laughs> ever <laughs> A three. I rolled a three, and I said up top that ties go to the player. So, yep, you succeed. Okay. Yeah, so uh, Lori just kind of backs up um, on her hands, kicking her feet away while, you know, yelling at the thing to to get away from her to let her go, and then uh, scrambles up to her her feet and, and stops to take a look around to see 
the closest house or store that she can get to for help. Okay. Yeah. So when she turns around, uh, after, after getting up, she sees the store, the little, the little convenience store there in perfection. And on top of it, she sees this, she sees another one of these giant creatures just on top of it. Uh, it's after just a brief moment, she realizes that it's, it's a statue that they have put up there. Uh, but as she looks, she sees this store in this little town, a couple houses, you know, scattered around it. Uh, and she notices a couple of, of black SUVs uh, over there as well. Um, yeah, she takes that all in and decides that going into the, the store is is her best bet. So she's going to take off towards that. All right. So we'll, I won't make you roll for the running since you've already rode a bunch, got up on your feet and took <laughs> off. Uh, she definitely hears um she hears the, the, the creature bellowing and then she hears the ground kind of get torn apart. Uh, and it's not long, not too long, too much long after where as she's running, she feels the ground around her begin to rise up a little bit. Um, she's going to kind of veer off to, to move away from the mound, you know, where the, where the ground is coming up. And this whole time she's calling for help, although she is aware that not many people, if anyone could even hear her over the the noise that the graboid is, is making. Um, but she definitely wants to kind of veer away and just, um, haul ass to to the closest store. (laughs) All right. So yeah, she's yelling and, um, she, as she's running it and, and, you know, kind of course correcting and changing, she's still kind of heading towards the store, maybe running, kind of trying to do a zigzag pattern to make herself harder to grab. Um, and, and I mean, you notice, you know, Lori notices that this creature, it, it can't make good turns. So it's kind of, whenever she zigs, it, it kind of follows. And then whenever she zags back, it, it, it's a little bit before it gets itself, you know, she could see the mound uh, underneath the, or that the creature is underneath as it's going through the, des- through the desert. And it definitely takes a little bit of time to turn and, and get angled back at her. But as she's running and zigging and zagging, uh, she she looks up back at the town and she sees there is there's a man uh, in a black suit standing up on one of these SUVs with a bullhorn in his hand, and he's he's yelling, "Get off the ground! Get off the ground!" Uh, so Lori hears that and she um, starts to kind of frantically, while while still zigzagging like crazy. Um, She's over course correcting now. Um, she tries to look for the nearest place, like a ladder or something that she can get off the ground uh, as quickly as possible. Yeah, she sees just just before the town, there is a water tower, probably about 50 yards from her now, you know, as she zigged and zagged. So uh, she could definitely take off. I mean, she would have to, to take off, you know, kind of change her, her course from the from the store to get to the to the water tower but it's definitely closer if she decides to go that way yeah um i'm gonna yeah i'm gonna say that i don't i don't even care about the store anymore um or obviously the man in the suit at this point i'm just hightailing it to the water tower and uh, assuming i make it there climbing up you know um at least halfway before i stop to kind of take in what's going on around me yeah, let's roll. Let's roll for climbing. I'm not going to do an opposed roll against you. Uh, well, actually, yes, I am because I think I have to. <laughs> so I'm just going to do stop the player. <laughs> roll a one. Roll a one. I rolled a three. So go ahead and mark an experience. Um, at any point, you can cash an experience, uh, not to make it a success, but to change it to a six. That way, you can add a skill if you ever want to do that. So. Can I ask him a a question about the mechanics? Yeah. Even though it's only like seven bullet points. Um, So right now, if I wanted to cash one in, could my skill be um, good at climbing shit? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I'm going to do that. Okay. So, yeah, you have have good at climbing shit, too. So anytime (laughs) you go to use that skill, you'll roll two dice. Great. And I did get a six earlier, uh, so I do have snake tongues of level two. I forgot to mention. But you did fail that row, so uh, I didn't beat you by too great a margin. So 
uh, we'll say that the lorry definitely gets to the water tower, gets on there, and starts to climb. But one of those rungs, about about six rungs up, snaps in her hand, and so she is now kind of falling backwards. She's still holding onto the ladder, so but she's so she's going to be dangling. Uh, and as she's dangling there, this this creature definitely comes up. Out, erupts out of the ground. Dirt just flies everywhere. Uh, it, it's bouncing off of Lori, and dust is going everywhere as these two snake tongues just come up at come up at her. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to uh, do some kicking okay. again and see if I can just get away from. Actually, I think I'm going to if it's if the tongue thing is wrapping around like my foot or my leg, I think I'm going to try to slam it into the ladder to see if I can get it hurt it a little bit and get it to let go of me. Okay. So that sounds like uh, that sounds like do anything. So that's one die. All right. A 6. Oh, nice. I'm going to roll my 2. I did not. I got a two and a three, so you definitely succeed, and you get to add. You get to add another skill, so you get another because you used a level one skill. You get another level two skill uh, that's in related relation to, I guess, kicking or whatever you know. Um, kicking things. All right. Yeah, you are now level two kicking things. All right. So you got a success. Tell us what that looks like. Play that out for us. Kicking things, level two. So. So I'm panicking a little bit, um, thinking that this thing is just going to pull me into its disgusting, gaping mouth. Uh, And then it dawns on me that if I can let it wrap around my leg just a little bit, just for an extra second, then I can just smash my leg or kick my leg as hard as I can into one of the rungs on the ladder. And so I wait, and it tightens its grip on me with the tongue, and I take a breath and kick as hard as I can, and it just, I feel the tongue just smash right up against the ladder, and the graboid makes this, like, shrieking noise, and it retracts that that one snake tongue. Yeah, yeah, that tongue pulls back down in, and actually the second tongue does as well, uh, since you caused it so much pain. The graboid, you, you see as it kind of sinks back down into into the hole that it's made when it when it came busting out, and you, and you, you know, you get yourself... You get your purchase back on, on the ladder and scurry up onto the top of this water tower. Yep. And once I'm up there, I'm yelling at the guy in the suit, what the hell is this thing? And he, he, he puts the, micro, the the megaphone back up to his mouth. And he says, well, ma'am, that's a, that's what we call a graboid around here. They, well, this, 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 this land's just lousy with them. I'm actually quite surprised you've never heard of them before. Uh, it's, it was big news, you know, back it, about 20 years ago. No, I've never heard of these things. They just exist here? You guys just live with these creatures here? Yep, every time we, you know, every time we kill one, uh, it, it, uh, another one appears. It's, you know, it's... He kind of laughs it off. He's like, it's really just the damnedest thing. Uh, uh, we're protected over here. Well, you know, I don't live here. I'm with, I mean, you know, the suit. You know, does it look like I live out here? Uh, I'm with the government. Uh, we've actually protected this area. Well, you're not doing a good job protecting the people that come into this area. Well, uh, man, my, my job's not really to protect people coming in because we don't have a lot of visitors. I'm actually protecting the people in here and I mean, you know, protecting all the people that are in this little town of perfection. Well, I'm just here because my good friend, maybe you know him, Bert Gunner, he he is out of town for a while and I'm here to take care of I, I don't know if it's his dog or his cat, but I'm here to take care of um El Blanco. So I just need to find his house and make sure that his pets are okay because with this with this what graboy thing running around I don't even know how you keep your animals safe. Uh, well, a couple points here that we're going to do. One, uh, it, it doesn't so much just run as it does burrow. Uh, it's got little, like, uh, oh, what do they call them? Uh, oh, those little legs uh, that it uses to burrow. I don't know. I, can't, I don't know. It uses that big mouth to chew up dirt. So, really, it, it burrows more than runs. Uh, that's just a little educational fact I wanted to give to you uh, since you kind of made an error there on your speaking, just so you understand the situation. Uh, two... Yeah, Bert's gone. Uh, he just up and left us. Uh, he he had a special connection with El Blanco, which, by the way, is uh, you're not gonna like this part. It's uh, another graboid, uh, super 
super uh, rare one. It's it's actually uh, has albinism. Uh, it's it's just pure white. Uh, it's uh, for the only one we've ever seen. It's it's quite quite interesting. Uh, you know, you've seen the albino squirrels and stuff. They're they're just beautiful creatures. Uh, hard to say that uh, graboid is beautiful, but if I had to say it, I would say it about this one for sure. Wait, wait. Are you are you telling me that El Blanco is not a cat? Not a cat. It's a graboid? Uh, yep. And it somehow belongs to Bert? Uh, belongs kind of a strong word. Um, more like it's friendly with Bert. I mean, it would probably leave if we allowed it to. Okay, okay, this is all too much for me. One thing at a time. First, how can I get down from here and get to a safe place? And so you see him holding his megaphone up to his mouth because, you know, this is how y'all been talking. You've been yelling. He's been talking in his megaphone. And uh, it looks like he's talking. And he takes it down, smacks the butt of it, the handle a little bit, puts it back up. And you don't hear anything. <laughs> uh, can, you, can you get another one? I, I need some help getting down. Yeah, so he, he put, raises it back to his mouth, you know, tries again, takes it out. Takes out the batteries, holds the batteries up for you to see. Climbs down off the truck, walks into the convenient or into the into the little uh, shop there. He's gone for a few minutes. Uh, and down below you, you see, you know, the the actually you see where the graboid has actually kind of gone away. Now that you're sitting here, not talking, not yelling anymore, not making any noise, you notice that it's. Uh, you can see. Well, actually, you just don't see it anymore. Uh, it's it's no longer in the area. <sighs> I'm going to say that there's, um, I don't know if it's a rock. There's something up here that I can grab and throw. I want to throw something down at the ground just to see if there's any movement. If I do that. Yep. I won't make you roll for that. So yeah, you find, you find a pebble that, that got blown up there whenever the graboid erupted out of the ground. So you toss that down there. It thumps on the ground. And just a second later, you see these, this, one of these little snake things come up out and grab the rock and pull it back under the ground real quick. Okay, great. Well, I clearly can't go that way. Um, how far Lori is just not very good with distances. How far is the convenience store from, from where I am? Uh, you're probably looking at 150 yards. And so about this time, well, go ahead. Actually, I'll let you go ahead first. Um, no, Lori's not going to wait around for the guy to come back. So she's going to, uh, start climbing down while trying to formulate some sort of plan in her head. She's not a hundred percent sure what she's going to do when she hits the ground. Okay. So yeah, as, as you begin to make your way out down, uh, the, the gentleman in the suit comes back out, climbs back up on top of his, on top of the SUV, puts the megaphone in his mouth. He goes, Oh yeah, the batteries died on me. Uh, apologies for that. Uh, what do you, Oh, Oh, you're, you're climbing down. Do you have a solid plan there, ma'am? Well, n- well, no, but I I can't stay up here all day, and apparently you were on some sort of lunch break over there and you're not concerned about helping me, so I was going to, well, I don't know what I was going to do. Do you have any suggestions now that you replaced the battery in your megaphone? Well, uh, I actually had lunch earlier, so really I'm just, uh, if I drive out there, the Graboid's going to immediately attack my truck. So it's not that I'm ignoring you. I mean, yes, I kind of thought you'd just stay up on that water tower and probably die. Uh, but it, it's not out of rudeness. It's out of self-preservation. I mean, they need me here. So I can't really sacrifice myself for someone I don't know. Well, I'm not going to die. I'm As much as I don't like it, I'm here to somehow take care of El Blanco. Bert left instructions at his house, he told me, so I, I need to get there so that I can fulfill my promise. I made a promise. I plan to keep it. So you have to get me out of here or tell me how to get out of here. Well, uh, all right. Just, okay. All right, so... Back in the day, uh, I guess I'll, I'm, I'm going to try to help you. Okay, back in the day, uh, they did tell me, Bert just tell me the story about how they pole vaulted between rocks when they were stuck out in the desert surrounded by, by graboids. Uh, Laura looks around and sees that there's, a, that there's a rock that looks like she could probably land on it, and if she jumps pretty quickly, 
make her way over to the to the store without having to touch the ground too much. So, uh, so he's like, it's- "Oh, I'm thinking, uh, you've already kind of broke the ladder there. Maybe you could break off another, you know, one of those side pieces and and maybe vault over over to that rock that you're looking at there." <sighs> okay, all right. I'm gonna give that. I'm gonna give that a try. First, uh, first, I'm gonna climb back up to to the top because when the graboid came out, there was just a lot of uh, dirt and debris. Um, so I'm gonna hunt for just another rock maybe one just slightly bigger and i'm gonna throw it in the opposite direction right before i uh pole vault attempt to (laughs) (laughs) all right so yeah you throw it and you throw it a good distance away and surely enough just like last time the little snake thing comes out and grabs it so you definitely got it moved off that way uh the problem is now is uh you don't at the moment you don't have a pole for vaulting with yeah, so I'm going to break, well, yeah, I'm going to have to see if I can break part of the ladder. All right. What skill are you going to use there? <sighs> I guess do anything because climbing and kicking, well, I think you're kicking I mean, this is an while. older town, right? I'm going to yeah. guess that this ladder hasn't been, you know, replaced in quite some time so i think kicking might apply yeah i think you can definitely use your uh kicking level two does that mean i can roll, that means i can roll two decks, yeah. correct? Yeah. yeah cool four all right i got a four as well and ties go to the player so yeah awesome. yeah tell us what that looks like as you as you kick this perfectly to get yourself a nice nice pole to vault with yeah so i just um since I'm back towards the top with the dip, um, with the rocks to try to throw and distract the graboid, I just see part of the ladder where it looks like it's a little bit it's a little bit loose. Um, some of the nails are kind of coming out of it a little bit, and I just reach down and give it uh, two to three really good good kicks, and it and it comes loose enough that I can reach down with my right hand and just and just pull a chunk off of it and start to climb down so that I can pull vault. Which I'm guessing I'm going to have to roll for that too. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I'd say you don't yet have a pole vaulting skill. Pole, pole I do not. vaulting skill. So I do not. Okay, let's see. Three. All right. Let's see what I get. I also got a three. Oh, I'm so glad that you made the rule that Ty goes to the player. <laughs> so Lori just takes a takes a breath and. Um, without really stopping to think too much, because I think if she stopped to think, then she'd get in her own head. So without stopping to think too much, she just takes a big deep breath and just puts that that chunk of ladder against the ground and just does her best pole vaulting right over to the to the flat rock. Yeah, and she sticks that landing. Uh, <laughs> and once, I mean, do you, do you let go of the pole or do you hold it? I'm going to say she holds it. Okay. Yeah. There's a couple other rocks that, that, that you could possibly pull a vault onto. They're a little farther out. So but it would take a good vault, but maybe it'll come in use. You know, maybe, maybe you'll find a use for it, but yeah, you look back uh, and the, there's no sign of the graboid. So you didn't make any, any undue noise to, to draw its attention. Uh, but you do hear over the megaphone, you hear, well, that was a, that was a damn fine job there. Uh, I, you know, honestly, I didn't think you were going to make that. Yeah, thanks. Now, could you stop yelling so that we, uh, so that we don't get its attention? I'm I'm trying to keep it distracted. And then, um, Lori's going to turn around and throw the ladder oh, again away, and then turn back in the direction she was going and just run. All right. So she's yeah. just going to try to make it. All right. So uh, won't do anything for the throwing. Uh, you throw it and it, it hits, uh, and as usual gets grabbed by the snake creature, but we are going to roll for, for running away to see if you can run away quick enough to, to get, to get, I mean, to get to the store or wherever, or at least to that SUV. Okay. Let's do it. Four. I'm liking fours today. All right. I got a five. So that's a fail. So you can mark an XP. All right. Well, at least I get the XP. So <laughs> as um, as Lori, she throws throws a chunk of ladder 
um, as soon as she sees it hit the ground, she makes the mistake of not waiting to see if the snake tongue pops up to get it. She just assumes it's going to work. And she turns around and she just hauls ass. Um, and um, I'm going to say she gets like four or five steps. She feels a little bit of confidence. And um, then all of a sudden something on her left ankle and she's just down on you know, on her elbows. Uh, so she, um, is dragged just a little bit and then she rolls over onto her back and is going to, um, try kicking things again. That sounds good to me. I'm going to, I'm going to use my snake tongues level two to roll against you. (laughs) Oh, two. Oh, I got a six. I rolled a two twos. <laughs> <laughs> I rolled a six and a five. Nice. So I'm actually going to get uh, Snake Tongues level three. I've upgraded. Oh, wow. <laughs> All right, I'm going to have to try a new strategy. <laughs> okay, so um, so yeah, she starts kicking, but but the Snake Tongues, you know, they've, they've seen these, these feet come at them a few times now. Even though they don't have eyes, they kind of have some sort of sensing. Uh, so they, they dart out of the way and, and grab on to, to Lori's leg and start, start pulling it in. And as it's pulling in the, the giant, the graboid erupts out of the ground, just mouth agape as, as Lori's getting pulled towards the, towards this open mouth. Um, and, and she hears over the megaphone, she hears, Oh yeah, now that, that, that's, that's how I expected it to go. He's like, you know, this don't get much entertainment out here. It's quite entertaining. He's like, obviously, I hope you make it out because I don't, I don't want to watch someone die. Lori, uh, Lori mutters to herself, "If I, if I get out of this, I'm gonna punch that man in the face." And she, she reaches into her, to her flannel pocket, and she pulls out a, a pocket knife, and she's gonna attempt to cut her way out of this. All right. So yeah, row one dice. Uh, my snake tongues are kind of wrapped up, so they're, they're not going to be doing anything like to get in your way. So they're just going to keep uh, pulling. So I'm just going to roll one die for stop the player. Oh, six. Well, I got a five. Oh, that was so lucky. <laughs> so Been rolling you, so many fours. <laughs> so you get a new level two level two skill. Um, I have a theme going here, so I guess cutting things. Okay. All right, so yeah, you well, you tell me what that looks like as you as you take this this pocket knife and and lash out. Sure. So she reaches up and uh, pulls the pocket knife out of out of the pocket of her flannel shirt and uh, and the kind of like whips it open and reaches down and she has to use one hand to like grab the tongue so she doesn't cut her own leg and it feels kind of sticky and just really disgusting and she's grossed out for a second but she wants to obviously get out of this so she just reaches down and she stabs at it thinking she's going to have to really cut it off of her but she sticks the knife in the tongue the the graboid obviously is in pain and kind of recoils its its tongue again and uh and backs away just slightly from her yeah, yeah, it, it it backs away just enough where she can get out and and roll away and make a run and, and actually as it's as it's recoiling, she, it gives her just enough time to get up to that SUV uh, and clamber up on onto the hood of it. Perfect. Yeah. So she she gets onto the hood of it and uh, stands up to face the guy in the suit who's been talking to her and on the megaphone. And before he can say anything, she just reaches up and she hits him in the face. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna give that one to you. you she, he, I mean, he raises the the or the megaphone to speak it to, it and she just connects right with his right with his jaw, and, and the megaphone flies out of his hand uh, and, and lands on the ground, squeals, and just you know, it lands about 15 feet away, and a little graboid tongue, you know, comes up. A second one comes up and grabs it and pulls it under. So, you know, at this point, you know, there are two graboids out there. Okay. And he's he's like, oh shit! He's like, well, I mean, part of me guesses I deserve that for you know saying your your imminent death was entertaining. So you cannot just leave people out here to die. What are what are you here for? I'm I'm here to protect El Blanco. Uh, it, it's a it's it's a government set up, uh, um, you know, nature preservation, I guess. <sighs> 
All right, show me where Bert's house is. All right, well, uh, and he climbs down off the slides down off the top of the SUV uh, and begins to walk. Uh, you slide down with them. Yeah, I'm gonna slide right. down with them and try to try to follow um, pretty much exactly where he's walking. <laughs> yeah, and he's still he's still uh, he's still kind of feeling his jaw and moving around. And he he kind of looks back and he's like, "Oh, you don't have to follow me here. Uh, we actually got a underground kind of protective." Uh, bubble underground that keeps all the graboids out so i mean you're safe and as long as you're in here he's like if you look over there you see you see that flashing light on that pole mm-hmm. and you look back across across town and see the other one. Oh yeah yeah those are our safe zones so as long as you're within those uh there's actually two more you know uh, on the other side that that we can't see from here but as long as you're inside those you're safe uh el blanco it may may travel under you and raise you up a little bit, but you don't got to worry about about that about that one. Uh, oh, my uh, my name is Davis Miles, by the way. Uh, and he extends a hand. Hello, Davis. Nice to meet you. I'm Lori. She'll she'll shake his hand now that she got her one shot, and she doesn't hold too many grudges. Yeah, he, he's not holding a grudge against you either, because he, he 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 figured it was coming once once she made it to the truck. So. <laughs> he said, "So okay, uh, uh, well." Uh, Bert's house is it, it's just up this way. We'll we'll walk up this way a little bit. Uh, what'd you say? I mean, you said Bert Bert had you want wanted you to come and take care of El Blanco. Yeah, Bert sent me this message and and asked me to come here while he was going to be out filming this new reality show and and you know he needed someone to check in on on El Blanco. He thought El Blanco might not be doing doing too well and. I I just assumed I was coming out here to take care of someone's sick cat. I obviously had no idea any of this was going on, or I would have thought twice about coming back here. Well, it, I mean, it, it's funny that that you say that uh, because El Blanco has been acting funny since since Bert left. Uh, those two had I don't know if they had some sort of weird connection, but ever since he's been gone, uh, El Blanco has just been. Uh, a little aggressive, like traveling. Usually, usually the old the old guy just travels down underneath. You don't, we don't really notice that he's that he's down here. He stays down near the bottom of our bubble. Uh, but he's been coming up close to that surface, and I mean, disrupts cars and people walking. I mean, there's only a few of us here, uh, but you know, he's gotten a little disruptive lately. Well, could he be sick? Uh, Do these things even get sick? Well, you know, we don't know much about the biology of them. Anytime that we've had 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 any of those biologists or, or animal doctors out here, they uh, they they have way of of getting eight. Uh, it was before we really kind of set up all of our all of our protection that we have now. Uh, but you know, once that's once comforting. A, yeah, once a couple of them get eight, get eight word gets out, and uh, it's hard to get them in after that. You know, with a lot of rejection yeah. letters. Yeah, I I could I could imagine that. Uh, does El Blanco get along with these with these other two? Do Do you name all of them? Do they all have names? Oh no, uh, other than oh shit, there it is, and hey fucker, <laughs> and run. We don't really have names for them. Uh, and El Blanco doesn't. I mean, as long as I've been here, and that's you know ten years now, never has any interaction with any of the other ones. I'm not even sure. I mean, I don't know what what kind of. Re- interactions Bert had uh well you'll you'll see once we we're, we're once we get up here to the house you'll you'll see kind of his setup okay so you two walk a little bit a little bit you know there's a little bit of uh side banter just kind of about perfection and then and just you know about a minute later you you come up on this 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 mobile home that's sitting there uh it's down on the ground it's not up on any blocks or anything and uh, it's just kind of you know just a normal looking mobile home just sitting there, uh, and the agent walks up. Uh, Davis Miles walks up, opens the door, and walks right in. And inside, once you're inside, you see. Well, kind of tell me what you see. What 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 do you think Bert's uh, Bert's little uh, mobile home looks like? Yeah. So, um, the little kitchen, little galley kitchen, is is pretty clean since he's going to be gone for a while and. The um, he's got one one recliner that sits in front of a, a pretty old, you know, fifteen inch TV. Uh, you don't get many many stations out here, anyways. He's got uh, a radio as well that sits under a window and a little table that he that he eats at. Um, there's a stack of newspapers. 
um, and magazines and that sort of thing as well that are kind of next to the recliner where you can tell that's probably where he spends most of his time in a TV tray. It's probably where he, you know, ate his meals. Um, and then as she kind of looks around and, and checks things out, she sees that there's a, a, a note taped to the fridge. Uh, so she walks over to see what, what the note is and, and it, it looks like, looks like it's instructions on, on how to take care of, of El Blanco. Um, and she kind of she kind of scans the list and she walks back over to to Dave, Davis, right? Yeah, Davis. Um, and she says, is, "This looks like it's to take care of El Blanco." Is is that right? I mean, the first thing on here is feed it a goat. Yep, yep. Uh, we 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 bring it. We fly in a goat uh, every Wednesday and uh, just put it up. I mean, we just kind of let it roam, and I guess it's goat noises. El Blanco has gotten used to hearing it, and he'll just come right up and snatch it and pull it down. And, you know, then a week later we'll rinse and repeat. Oh, gosh, that's that's horrifying. Okay, well it's it's Tuesday, so I I guess we need to make sure the goat's coming tomorrow. Did did Bert handle that, or is that is that what you handle? Uh, well, Bert. I mean, Bert kind of arranged it. It's set up where where it kind of happens automatically. Uh, we just you know we just. We kind of oversee, make sure that that the the pilot of of the helicopter is on the up and up, you know. Uh, make sure it's no nobody trying to get in and mess with what's going on. You know, it's been years, but we've had a couple attempts previously of of groups trying to you know PETA and whatever trying to come in and you know disrupt what we got going on here. Okay, well, I mean, it has to eat, so I guess I can stick around and make sure that it, it gets it gets its goat tomorrow but i'm a little concerned about it it getting aggressive i mean did did bert talk to it do i have to go talk to el blanco i i, I don't really know what he expects me to do here well i'll come here and i'll i'll, I'll kind of show you show you his setup uh and and oh thanks yeah davis walks over and opens a door and inside there's steps that go down which is unusual for a mobile home they typically don't have steps uh but they go down into a basement, and as you walk down, he turns on lights, and, and in the basement, you see there's shelves of, well, guns and ammunition, because Bert was a big game hunter, and, and you know, kind of kind of a survivalist. He kept just a lot of that stuff, uh, but at the, end, at the end of the room, there's this large bulletproof glass, like, panel that's looking out, uh, and it is seeing mostly dirt, but... As you you know, Ed, as you get closer, Davis is like, yeah, but this is where, you know, Bert would come down. And, uh, you know, Blanco sometimes roams by, and I, I mean, he just watched Blanco. I mean, if you wait around long enough, I'm sure you'll you'll see you'll see the guy come by. Oh well, how do we know this glass is safe? Oh, that's uh, that's like six inch bulletproof glass. It's I mean, ain't nothing getting through that. And, I mean, El Blanco really doesn't want to, anyways, that we've ever seen. Lori walks over and picks up one of the guns and uh, and uh, cocks it and turns around and takes a shot at the glass. Oh, shit. And Davis hits the ground. <laughs> He's like, what, what the hell? I mean, did you not believe me? No, I didn't believe you. And well, I had to make sure that it was safe down here before I hang out and, and, and try to befriend this El Blanco guy. Well, uh, it was safe down here until you started shooting off guns. Uh, let's not do that again. All right, all right. I'll hold off for now. Uh, yeah, as you as you're standing there, you talking to him with your back turned to the to the to the bulletproof glass wall. Essentially, you start to hear kind of a, a shuffling on the other side of it. Uh, it's kind of a scraping against it. Oof. She turns around to to see what it is. Yeah, and so she turns around. She sees exactly—I mean, probably exactly what she expected to see. It's one of these graboids. Which she, I mean, it's crawling through dirt, so she doesn't see a lot. Uh, except it, it, instead of like brown leathery skin, it's this bright white leathery skin. Um, and, and but she sees kind of the telltale mouth of it, and uh, it's closed as it's well, it's not open as wide as it's burrowing through, and. It, and it just kind of stops as it's next to the window. She um, now that now that she knows that the glass is, is bulletproof, she she feels a little bit a little bit safer. And be, you know, because she cared for Bert so much, and it seemed when he was leaving her instructions 
you know, on the message that this was something that he really cared about. So she wants to try to befriend it if possible, even even though she's a little fearful. So she hesitantly walks towards the glass and 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 puts her hand up, puts her hand up against it to see. She doesn't really know what to expect, but just to see if there's any sort of ev reaction from the graboid. All right. Well, let's let's see. Let's make kind of a let's make a do anything roll here, and and just to see if anything yeah. anything happens. Okay. A one. Oh well, I wrote a three, so uh, you can get an XP. All right. Mary, you can cash <laughs> cash those in for advancement purposes, but not success purposes. Um, can I cash one? Cause I have three. Can I cash one in to say, or to get a skill that is, um, not communicating with a graboid, but, um, I don't know what it, what it would be. Um, I guess to have some, maybe some knowledge of it. Like she's seen them a few times now. So maybe some knowledge of, you know, how they move or how they're going to strike or that sort of thing. Yeah. We'll, 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 we'll give you a, uh, I guess level one graboid knowledge. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. So you change, you change that die into a six. It doesn't make you succeed. So you're, you're sitting Mm -hmm. there and, and Lori puts, you know, you put your hand up against the window and again, like you said, you're not sure what to expect. Maybe some sort of connection or the graboid to move, but ultimately nothing happens. It just sits there. And after a minute, it just kind of shuffles off. Uh, you see just its body as it goes by and the ends at the tail and then it's gone from your view. And from behind you, Davis says, well, I guess you've met El Blanco. She, um, she kind of watches it, you know, like, a, a fade away. And, and she turns around to, to Davis and she says, well, you know what? The other night I was watching that movie return to me with the, with the gorilla and the woman puts her hand up against the glass. And have you seen it? It's this, no, no, you haven't. I can no. tell you haven't seen it. Okay. No. Well, all right. Well, I was kind of hoping to have like a bond or a connection with El Blanco, but I guess that's not going to work. So um, I'm just going to take a couple of these guns here and head back upstairs. Well, I mean, I guess I guess Bert left you in charge, so I won't stand in your way. <laughs> she wants to go over and just grab a couple of the, a couple of the guns uh, to keep by her as she, you know, walk walks back through the town just to just to feel safe. She's a little uneasy after running into these graboids here. Yeah. All right, that is part one for Row for Shoes. Come back next week to see how this ends. I promise it's wild. All right, thanks, Eli, for helping out this, this week, buddy. You're welcome. Think you want to play a game with me sometime? Yeah. Cool. We will definitely get you on the show. But that is it again. So, uh, yeah, make sure you come back next week to check out part two and see how this ends. Uh, head on over to DiceUpGames.com to find out everything going on with Kristen and Tim Devine stuff. Go to FanOffMedia.com to check out all the other shows at FanOff. I highly recommend Erie International and Hideous Energy. Those are two two that I've been listening to for years. So definitely check those out and check out all the other shows. I guarantee if you have an interest, they've got you covered. And with that, I think we're going to get on out of here. So uh, get out there, inspire someone. Like I have little old Eli here. He has got the podcasting bug. He wants to start his own podcast, so we'll see. Maybe one day. All right, and Eli, say it with me, okay? Okay. And row to play. That's it for this episode. Thanks for listening. Visit row2playpodcast.com for more information. R-O-L-L-2playpodcast.com. Like us over on Facebook at Row2PlayPodcast. Follow us on Twitter at Row2PlayPod. Have a question or comment? Email us at Row2PlayPodcast at gmail.com. If you want to play with a game with us, just hit us up on any of our social media and let us know. And lastly, our music is the intro track from the Spellbreaker EP by Tritachion. Visit SoundCloud.com slash Tritachion.